This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hands Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Scott, damn it. Yeah. A new, <laughs> new year, year, new intro, new, I guess. Yeah. New century, new millennium. <laughs> uh, welcome to 2022, gentlemen. Yes. yes. Uh, happy New yeah. Year to all our listeners. Uh, this is the year, guys. This is the year. Yeah. It's going to happen this year, man. We're gonna get that listenership up into the dozens. That'll be great. Let's do it. All right. Well, yeah. Hope everyone had a happy new year, and we're just gonna dive into it now. And we're starting off with close encounters of a third kind. This movie came out in 1977, directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Steven Spielberg and Hal Barwood. Uh, apparently uncredited, Jerry Belson, starring Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. I was in Jaws. Who's this? France, Francis, Francois. How do you say that? Francois Truffaut, Terry Gar, Truffaut, mm-hmm. Truffaut, Truffaut, Melinda Dillon, Dillon, Bob, Ra- Ralphie's mom. Yep. Bob Bob, Bob Balaban, the guy that did everything, and uh, young yeah. Bob Balaban, spelled. Yeah. Uh, and Lance Hendrickson at one point forgot about that <laughs> yeah that took me by surprise what? you see this honorable yeah. mention yeah at the very uh, end they showed a close up of his face when the when the ship was leaving spoiler alert uh, when the ship is... was leaving it was like is that Lance Hendrickson and I had the IMDB it sure enough yeah and I think I just I must have misread so I thought I what well Cy Young is in this movie so I'm not sure it's the pitcher, but uh, <laughs> it was like the guy that they named the award for. <laughs> Cy Young plays a radio telescope team, or he's on the radio telescope team. Yeah, yeah, and one apparently one Carl Weathers is in this. I did not recognize him. He plays the military police. <laughs> huh. Which is weird because this is after Rocky, right? So he's just <laughs> jobbing it up for a Spielberg movie. I don't know. Maybe yes. it was filmed before Rocky, or his parts at least. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, but this was—I mean, Rocky's what seventy. Yeah. Anyway, um, Alex, this was your movie. Tell us about it. Why did you pick this? Uh, because I thought, <laughs> I thought, you know what? Let's let's uh, do an uplifting movie for the beginning of the year. And uh, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I yeah, haven't seen yeah, this movie I was in years. Say, uh... Yeah, I don't think this movie's not quite what 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 they make it out to be. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But it, it makes sense. I'll talk about it a little bit more with my number seven. But yeah. So was this your first time watching it? No, I, I've seen it once before, but it was years ago, and I and I remember thinking, "Man, this is a really good movie." And now I still do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what's your history with this movie? So. I, I I vaguely remember watching it at some point, probably on cable. Uh, well aware of a lot of the the references uh, from this, especially with the the music and the <laughs> and the the Simon stuff. 
but yeah, I this is really the the first time I remember sitting down with a concerted effort to to watch it. Um, I I guess it's a classic bit of sci-fi. Um, there, there there is some really cool high concept stuff going on here. Uh, there there, were, there was a lot of things that I that I really did enjoy about this, uh, but um, yeah, I don't I don't think this is gonna crack my my favorites as as we yeah. see as we go along here. Um, all right, uh, for yeah, for me, I didn't see this until a lot later. I mean, I, I've seen, it's been over twenty years now, but it, I didn't see this as a kid or anything, and uh, I always remember it like it looking good, but like being bored with it. And just, okay, okay, maybe I never gave it a chance. And this time I gave it a good chance, and I still find it an extremely boring movie for me. Um, you could definitely see the Spielbergness of it, but I don't quite think he's hit his stride here yet. Or, I mean, this is a, basically the, his first movie after Jaws, and Jaws is pretty much his first big movie, right? There's other stuff before that, like with Duel and sugarland express but this is before indiana jones before a bunch of stuff so i think you can see a lot of stuff here before 1941 <laughs> right we all that some of the desert scenes and stuff felt very indiana jones yeah, like the, i, I the, wonder the, if he yeah. like they're not quite archaeologists the like the, right yeah, the french guy yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of indian here and uh so but yeah it's this is like my fifth Fourth time watching it, and I don't think I've ever made it all the way through without at least stopping it or some point falling asleep, especially at the Simon Says part toward the end of the movie. Um, with that, we will get into it. I Just the one bit of trivia that I always like about this. So this came out in 1977, the same year as Star Wars, and there is a famous bet between Lucas and Spielberg and... Right, their movies are coming out not too far apart from each other, and Lucas got nervous, and he said, "Hey, I'll give you two point two and a half percent of the intake of of the the take of Star Wars. If you give me two and a half percent of Close Encounters," and Spielberg was like, "Sure," and yeah, Lucas lost that. Lost that. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. <laughs> yeah, I guess apparently, like every year for a while, Lucas would like had to write him a check and say, "Here you go, you son of a bitch," or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. It's his own damn fault. Are you, Jeff, yeah. are you saying you don't have any Roy Neary action figures? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if the merchandising wasn't included in that, but at least the box office. And yeah. 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 So I always find that hilarious. Um, all right. Well, we'll get into it. As usual, we're going to talk about seven items from the movie. Alex, why don't you lead us off? What's your number seven? My number seven is that this movie is horribly depressing. It yeah. is very depressing. Uh, especially, yeah, the the whole thing with uh, Richard Dreyfus. What's his name? Rory Calhoun? Roy? I think it's just Roy. Hold it's on. Roy? It's Roy Neary. Roy I just Roy. said it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was trying to remember what you said. Yeah, Roy, Roy Neary. The, like the Neary. Neary. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, the aliens... <laughs> Like jackasses, like a-holes, I should say, implant some thoughts about the the devil's tower in his mind, and he can't get it out of his head. He doesn't know what it is, and it pretty much just takes over his life, and it starts destroying his family. Yeah, those poor kids. They're great actors, by the way. I mean, whoever casted the kids in this movie is genius, because they were all fantastic. One of, the, one of the kids is actually his kid in real life. Oh, yeah? Dreyfus's kid? Yeah. Whoever Toby hmm. was. I don't know if that was the... Older kid, the older boy or the middle boy? 
Hmm. Yeah, anyway. Justin Dreyfus played Toby Neary. Yep. Hmm, okay. But yeah, you, the, the slow descent into his madness and his obsession and everything. And just when you think everything's going to be okay, when he's like, everything's fine, and he's brushing away the Enterprise models, all the space stuff <laughs> to bring his train set back, and he accidentally lifts the top out of the clay thing, and it just kicks into high gear. He's demolishing his garden, and that's what his wife can't take it anymore. And she leaves him. Yeah, yeah. just these aliens just destroyed his family. And I mean, <laughs> I get it. It's a galactic thing. It's like a once in a lifetime chance that he's going over there. So it makes sense that even though, you know, he's got this obsession in his brain that the aliens have planted in him, it, it's got to be, it's like a bigger thing on a galactic scale, but it's still sad. But at least at the end, it's happy and he gets back with his family, right? Yeah, I have more to say about oh. that. <laughs> oh, no, he does not. Peace out. Yep. <laughs> so and, long, losers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then Ralphie's mom gets her kid kidnapped, but that was a happy ending. She got her kid back. Yeah. Uh, kid was yeah. creepy. Just all uh, that kid was awesome. Yeah, he was good, but he was a little creepy. Yeah, a little. He, he got a little of that. Uh, freaking adorable. Uh, not exorcist. Um, they're here, girl. Going. That's going on. Yeah. There. Newt, little Newt going yeah, yeah. on there. <laughs> or a little newt, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Scott, what's your number seven? All right. So my number seven uh, is, uh, I think, the funniest gag. I I I get the the feeling that the whole time he's going crazy, like that that scene was supposed to be funny, like when he's throwing stuff in the house, and Oof. and I did yeah, not find it was not. funny at all. Uh, no, but, that was sad. But, but the one, yeah. the one actual joke was when they're um, him and Melinda, uh, the other woman, are in the car trying to get to Devil's Peak, and they see all the animals that they think are dead on the side of the road, and he he says it's a put on. I I I'm sure of it, and then he stops, and then they they both put on the gas masks. But that that yeah. was that was uh, <laughs> a. A funny joke in a movie that was was light on on actual levity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think yeah. that that might have been the only, really, the only time I laughed. I don't, not that the movie was going for a whole lot of laughs. <laughs> I was just saying, I don't even know if it was a laugh. Is more of us like a chuckle, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you didn't laugh at the Frenchman's jokes in that symposium. Oh, no, boy. I love symposium. <laughs> no, did not. Oh. All right. Uh, well, my number seven, just just a general like this movie. I'm gonna say boring. I it's every scene I felt went on way too long. It would I would lose it would lose me, and I'll, I'll have more to say about this later too. But just like we told, we I know we're all gonna talk about the scene later where he's throwing shit in the house and everything. It's just like that went on way too fucking long. Like we get it. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, the, I don't know. And I just there, there there were several sequences in this movie that they did. Just, Spielberg really took his time, uh, and yeah, yeah, it kind of makes things screech to a halt. Yeah, even the beginning, I, I, I thought the well, we'll get into you know the, the encounter scene early in the movie. Like I thought that was good, but even that, some of that went on too long. Like, chasing after it in the cars, and then for the Simon Says part of the end of the movie, it's like holy shit, get over it. Yeah. So yeah, I've like I said, I've many times I've tried to watch this movie and I can't. And I don't even know what's going on half times because I start 
my mind just can't handle it. I start drifting. <laughs> and then I'm like, so what the fuck's going on here? Because I fell asleep half an hour ago. So that's a big one. This should be my number one, but I want at least in somewhat positive. So I'm making it my number seven. Because <laughs> I think that's the biggest detriment to this movie. Because um, I think it looks great. And I think the acting's pretty damn good, too. But there's... Uh. You mean the cops knew Internal Affairs was setting them up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Alex, number six. My number six is the stupid chief. <laughs> stupid chief, colonel, military asshole, whatever his name is. They're trying to talk some sense to him. It's like, what are you? Just a scientist. What do you know about these aliens? Yeah. It's like he's trying to explain them. They were invited. They should be here more than anybody else. The guy, uh, Le Chief, knows uh, what's going on. Le Chief. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, and I like him. He's a he's a pretty sympathetic character. It's like he's he's rooting for these people. That he really wants to beat the aliens. Kind of like the guy uh, with the keys in ET. Right, Lacombe. Mm-hmm. Lacombe. Thank you. And uh, he's got uh, <laughs> uh, the guy that's obsessed with Elaine trans- translating for him the whole time. <laughs> Bob Bellman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that stupid chief. I'm like, oh, I hate you. He's only in a couple of scenes, but I fucking hate this guy so much already. Yeah, I agree. All right, Scott, number six. Number six is is just super weird. Uh, I you know I I get Spielberg and his obsession with Americana, but the the hillbillies. <laughs> I, I thought they were aliens at first because I didn't remember the movie. Like, are these people supposed to be aliens? But so when they they use that same hill for some reason, uh, probably just for shooting reasons, but uh, it was obviously a set. But the they come around the bend, and so that's where he almost hits the kid the first time. Yeah. And there's the hillbillies on the side, and they're like acting so weird. And like, I couldn't help but think, like, okay, these people are. are like aliens themselves, or they've they've been taken over in some way. Because I, again, I didn't remember the, how everything played out. No, nope. They're just a bunch of weirdos. I guess this this is his take on being in the middle of Indiana. Like this is this is the people you'd run into on the side <laughs> of a hill. Like yeah, yeah. They're like well, the two kids, the, the two like like heavy set kids, and they're wearing like n- kind of Hawaiian shirts. And the one kid like keeps like licking his lips and. They, they, and the dad's just like, I'm assuming the dad is just doing the weird, like, whistle, and then the the mom's like, hey, it was just, it was bizarre, like he was, he was taking it too far. <laughs> yeah, a, a true a true filmmaker and it does who does one of these movies, he hires Randy Quaid to be the hillbilly. And, <laughs> it's <you> true. Goddamn it, I can fly. I'm a pilot. Goddamn. So yeah, a weird, weird, weird thing that I that. latched on to, but yeah, that's my number six. All right. Uh, well, my number six, I kind of already talked about it. Now you guys, you guys are going to have to explain to me this movie. All right. <laughs> okay. Like, what the fuck is going on? Right. So I get it. They have an encounter at the very beginning. And of, so, yeah, of, the, they, of the, one of, of the, kinds. of the turd kind. <laughs> the yes. turd kind. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Drop deuces on them. Right. <laughs> flew away. All right, so they have this in their mind and they're track at least the 
the the boy and Richard Dreyfuss character and other, and other people. I get that. And they're they're attracted to Devil's Tower. I get all that. It's the scientist part that I don't get. Like I know they're getting a code, kind of like Independence Day. Uh, they find out that it's coordinates, and the coordinates lead them to that area, mm-hmm. and they're gonna. They think they're going to meet him there, and they put out a whole thing about, okay, we'll pretend it's contaminated to get everybody out of there. And then after that, I lose. I don't know what the hell is going on after this. Like, they're they're trying to make contact, but why are they doing this whole Simon Says thing? So... And then when it happens, what's going on at the end when they're communicating? Uh, I don't know. They, they basically left out the part about them breaking whatever code uh, or or how the, the French scientist dude knew that they were going to want to take people with them. Mm-hmm. Um, like that part, they kind of just glossed over. <laughs> they basically explained that they understood that it had something to do with music and kind of the signs. Uh, but beyond that, yeah. like the fact that they were setting up that whole thing, they, they never intimate that at all until we get to the, to the end. And did they know they were going to send back all those World War II pilots? And I mean, they, they must have because they had all the pictures ready. Like they must maybe have just all the pictures because maybe it's just like a general swath of pictures from disappearances, and they hope some of them would be in there. And it turns out that's a, you know a lot of them probably were. Speaking so, of which, I watched the director's cut. Did you guys watch that version or no? I but don't know. Did mm-hmm. you have a scene at the be- when they were in the desert and they found all the old planes? Uh, yes. Uh, been- yes. Uh, okay, that kind of felt like a scene that could have been cut. So I was wondering if that's what it was. Okay, so either it was and we all watched special edition, or, <laughs> or, um, all right, and yeah, and then they return them all, and then I, I'm going to talk about the aliens themselves later, but like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll wait for that then. So basically, they just they're communicating when they crack the code. And they're saying, hey, come visit us here and we'll give you your guys back, but you gotta give us other people. Maybe or make an exchange. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Like for an exchange student. Well, it sounds like until yeah. they only took Richard Dreyfus, right? Yeah, it seemed like they they made it seem like they kind of kidnapped the other people that they were returning. But they only took Dreyfus on this one because he was the only one that was quote unquote invited that made it over to the Devil's Tower. So all the people hmm. in the super weird red jumpsuits like got left there yes like man they must have felt like idiots (laughs) (laughs) you got ready they told me i was gonna go out into outer space with aliens and now look at me (laughs) my stupid red jumpsuit looking like a fool (laughs) stupid sunglasses but then why only richard so they said a bunch of people were like were summoned there not just them and how come because rich Jarvis is the only one to get through yeah yes yeah like he had a really strong enough pull and Ralphie's mom is like at, at first when she didn't want to go closer, she said, I'm not ready, you know, for this yet. I think she was hoping just to see her son again. And thankfully, yeah. you know, that came to happen. Did she have the pool or was she just trying to get her son? Uh, I think a little both. No, she was she was definitely pulled there. Yeah. But she she like so that well, we'll talk more about this with your Dreyfus. Like she cared enough about her family. <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> to, to stay, stay on Earth. Earth. Yes, yes. Uh, so, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate that those other people didn't meet. I I completely missed what happened. Like, I must have turned away or got distracted. What happened to the third guy that was going with him to the peak? He oh, he just got. No, he got too tired. Yeah. 
he was tired from the rock and then he's like, oh, they're just crop dusting, whatever. And then, yeah, he got hit with the gas and fell asleep. Gas. <laughs> they're just crop dusting. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they're just poisoning us. It's oh, fine. Jesus. Oh, it's, 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 just, it's just DDT. It's it's fine. <laughs> Pretty dead in all day. <laughs> oh, man, they broke his back with that DDT. <laughs> Okay. Spinebuster, Shades of Arn Anderson. <laughs> God, this movie would have been a lot better with Arn Anderson in it. I'll tell you that much. That's a shout out to, to Daniel. Listen, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Alex, number five. My number five is I really like the opening of this movie. Me too. With the, them in the desert and everything and the wind whipping in Sonora, Mexico. Scenic Sonora, Mexico. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a beautiful place. It's an awesome desert, but just not then in the scene because wind was kicking up. Oh man! Yeah, that was great. So, and then all of a sudden, you find the planes and everything. It was awesome. Yeah, the the planes were cool. Uh, the fact that the you know these scientists were just trying to figure stuff out. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Like there were a bunch of stuff happens before you get to Richard Dreyfuss's character. Like I think I think yes. this movie would have been more interesting. If it had been more of like a, a, I don't know, an ensemble piece where there's just a lot of people and, you know, how they're all connected to this this thing that's happening. Uh, it kind mm-hmm. of starts that way. I, I really enjoyed it. it didn't, it's not honorable mention. I really enjoyed that that whole uh, aircraft control scene because like they everything's like hap- is, is happening just over the radio everybody's crowded around the one thing and everybody's talking over each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. like a really cool kind of kind of tense thing. Because, you know, like the aircraft control guys, they're not, they're not, you know, they can't afford to fuck around. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was a really mm-hmm. cool uh, way to, to show that, you know, that there's stuff flying around. Yeah, um, until Bill Paxton lost him. Yeah. Know, <laughs> yeah lost Paxton. him, sir. <laughs> Get him out of there. Yeah, I love it. It's like, do you want to file a report? And then they'll just a long pause. <laughs> like, no, like, I don't want to deal with that shit. It's, yeah, it's like, no, nah, I don't even know what report I would file. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know either. So, I mean, hopefully I can't get in trouble for this anymore. Uh, when I used to work at Disneyland. <laughs> Jeff from gmail.com. <laughs> no. Uh, if at the end, you know, I handled cash. It was back in my day, credit cards weren't accepted at Disneyland. It was just all cash. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you're counting your money at the end of the night and you're with your inventory and everything. And they, have to verif- and they have to verify that, you know, you're not <laughs> taking money. Um, what you if, you suspect, if you suspect that you have counterfeit money, you're at the end of the well, If it happens during the time, they still tell you to take it and report it and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the night, if you find it, you're supposed to write a report. And it turns out you have to like go down because they actually Disneyland has an actual or did anyway. I don't know if it still does. I don't secret secret service department at Disneyland because at the time it used to get more single the single like spot to get more fake money than anywhere else in the country. So they have their own department there. It was a pain in the ass. And so I'm telling you, at the end of the night, (laughs) that's probably fake. I think it's written in crayon, but I am not going to file the report. Not my problem. (laughs) Not my problem. The mouse can deal with this loss of twenty dollars. It's not my fault. Yeah, so funny. I can see why these guys don't want to file the report. Did Did you ever do it, Jeff? Yeah, well, that's how I learned. The first, <laughs> yeah, right. My first year, I go, oh, this is this looks fake or is fake, and then yeah, I was my shift was supposed to be off at like 
uh, midnight or something. I didn't leave until two in the morning, and it was like, they were paying yeah. you for that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Still, still, yeah, getting paid five dollars an hour. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you learned later on, and there would also be like sting operation. He'll be going on. You'll get these little handouts, swarm, like swarm. Yeah, that basically they'll be like, hey. This person is passing phony bills around. We're tracking them. If you get if you get one, just accept it. Don't don't do anything stupid. We'll nab them or something like that. And it never happened uh, on my shift, but like uh, at my wagon, but because um, like I sold like ice cream bars and stuff. But the wagon next to me, the trail guy, he got it. And all of a sudden, man, it's scary. These guys, these dizzy guys, like sneak up, grab them, <laughs> bring them in a back room. No one knows the hell's going on. <laughs> Put a sack over his head. Take, take yeah, in. basically. <laughs> Little, all of a sudden, Mickey comes out. Woo, woo, woo. He said, everyone look over here. And then, you know, everyone's Woo-hoo. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fireworks. Some, that, some... There was there there was just a man here. What what happened? Was that... Daddy? Oh, here's some ears. Here's a free balloon. It's a, yeah. a special special ride uh, on the, the, journey to pup, <laughs> the journey to Puppy Lake. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Brutal. Anyway, okay, we're at Scott number five now, I think, right? Okay. Yes. Uh, number five, uh, the arena. I think somebody calls it that at some point. I think I thought that was weird that there was like the Overwatch voice speaking the whole time. Like, that, that seemed weird to me. I don't know, like, from, from any angle, from a military standpoint, from a scientific standpoint, just this voice like randomly calling shit out. Uh, but yeah, the, the arena, I, I was super confused at first. Like I even like, so it was pretty clear right away, but I, I, I kept having to double check myself, which is, I, I thought that the arena was on the top of the thing, which I guess makes sense that it wasn't, but <laughs> like for the reason I kept picturing it on the top because they kept doing that angle of him looking down of, of him and the the woman looking down onto the the arena, was yeah. it just on like the other side? Was that what it was? No, I think it was at the top. No, no, Wait, it couldn't what? have been at, at the top because and... they kept showing like the Devil's Tower in front of it. Yeah, it was at the base of Devil's Tower, right? So it was like on the That's other side. I like I was confused about because they like, crawl around on the was... thing like forever. Like for them to have to go right back where they started is like. Very unsatisfying. Yeah, I could have sworn it was at the top, but there was like a ridge, and then they had to go through that, and there's like a little mesa, like right after the ridge, but not at the not at the base. I thought it was still on top. Uh, I thought it was the base, but I didn't know what was going on. So, confusing perspective when they, when they kept looking down on it. At any rate, um, but the room itself was, was super cool. The way they were set, they, it was set up. Um, as confusing as yeah, the the Simon says was, uh, I I did like the light board and and the music and how they set up the the kind of mock runway off into the rocks. Um, it, mm-hmm. it all looked very cool as as like a, a final set piece to, to meet the these aliens that you know like these world class scientists have had set up um, based on their limited information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I, I like the, the the final set. All right. Uh, my number five, and I've Carter mentioned it, but just the Simon Says scene just takes, it goes on forever. And then 
So I was watching it, and I think uh, Laura came in the room. She said, "How much more?" Oh, oh we're at the end. So not. And that was like forty minutes after that was still going on. Like, <laughs> oh my god! It just. I think every time I watch it, I fall asleep because it, it just goes on forever and ever and ever. And, and like, ever yeah. and ever. So that's it. It's just this. That scene just goes on too long. That's all I gotta say. Alex, what's number four? <laughs> My number four is uh, Spielberg did a good job of filming like people's reactions to the fear of the unknown. That was fantastic. Even the kid, because he was really smart about not filming. Well, they probably looked pretty shitty when they were, you know, not backlit by a blinding light. The great, the great, the, sun. the great gray turds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, just filming people's reaction to what's happening, like off screen when they're looking like over past the camera, is fantastic. People uh, running away, and mm-hmm. you know, one guy like running, jump in the toilet or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah for some funny. reason he, he grabs Dreyfus, and then uh, it's like he's the only one there. Just run around Dreyfus straight to the toilet. Yeah, he's like Gennaro in Jurassic Park. He, so that, that I wonder was, if that was yeah. a call. That, back. that was one of the, the problems <laughs> I, I feel like he kind of fucked himself uh, Spielberg did because he yeah, made it a point to have everybody put on these sunglasses and then he had all these shots and everybody in the shot would have sunglasses on and they're supposed to be reacting like, take them off yeah like you see some people without them but it's like yeah like you needed more people to take them off yeah <laughs> <laughs> but especially the uh, the scenes when they come to um the kid's house. That was terrifying. The first time when he, you know, he sees the mess that E.T. left in the, with the fridge and everything. And you see that kid was brilliant the way. I don't know what they did to get him to react like that. Like he was scared, yeah. amazed. And then he was smiling because I guess the aliens were doing something funny. I'm guessing it was the little the little guys. So, the so little question aliens. for that. So you think he actually sees them and they're, they actually went yeah. to the house? Yeah, okay. at least one of them. Okay, I, I think God they did. So I, think them, I do think one of them at least got it in the fridge. Yeah, I, I don't think that was yeah. just like it's like ET. Yeah. That is my worst fucking nightmare. Oh, I get chills. <laughs> and he's running away in the in the house, trying to get chase after him and everything. Like and then the second time when they come back, Reese's the kid. pieces. No, no. Drink all that damn cooks. alien in my house in my fridge, and I'm gonna look at him and I'm gonna smile. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm gonna shit my pants and cry. And I don't know what I would do. <laughs> and then, and then you're gonna sculpt sculpt the poop into into a mountain, Jeff. Yeah, uh, it'll not be sculptable. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> this means something. Mm-hmm. Need more fiber. I don't know. It'll be oh, god damn it! Never happen, please. All right. Um, <laughs> do not be afraid. <laughs> I don't know where we are. Scott number four. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um number four. Uh the the truck scene. Um there's some some cool effects going on here. Um you know, nineteen seventy-seven, so we're not not full Christopher Nolan rotating <laughs> rotating set kind of kind of stuff. Um Oh yeah, that uh, was yeah. good though. Yeah, that, that was cool. cool. Like I mean it was pretty obvious how how they were doing it, like they they just had uh, um, the strapped in, and then had the car tilted. But um, mm-hmm. still, it was it was very cool to see everything just kind of randomly fly back. Uh, there's a very uh, effective things in that in that scene. The the cricket shutting up, um, oh, which yeah. was like probably the scariest thing 
<laughs> All of a sudden, there's just yeah, like, oh, no, no, no crickets. Yeah. Uh, no cricket. Yeah. <laughs> the, nice. uh, the train um, post, I don't know what the hell you call that. Yeah. Um, the railroad and sign. Yeah, but that the way that thing was swinging back and forth was like very unnerving. Uh, mailboxes. Yeah, the, the mailboxes shuddering. But yeah, just just everything uh, like flying backwards. Um, yeah, that that was uh, a very effective scene. It was, it was very cool. Then the movie kind of again dips its toe into into the horse stuff. You can see that Spielberg didn't quite scratch that itch with this movie before he effectively did uh, Poltergeist later, mm-hmm. um, as, as we talked about. Uh, or E.T. <laughs> RT, RT, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all time horror movies. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, just a, a very cool scene. It's kind of the the if if if, if it were today and they were doing trailer bait, that would have been like the the thing that was shown like at the end of the trailer. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, my number four is a WTF these aliens. And <laughs> well, first that one like comes out and all stretchy and then all awkward, like a spider alien. Like, what was that all about? Was that the, the guard dog that came out? Like, that what one, the fuck was that thing? That one looked a lot like uh, the one from um, what was the arrival? That's what that reminded me of. Like, I I, I, I bet it's side by side. They don't look that much alike, but. I haven't seen Arrival yet. But yeah, they were all spindly. Yeah. Arrival, the one that behind the screen the whole time. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. Like, right. like, like if you went side by side, I bet they don't look close. But it, it did remind me of that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was all weird. And then you had the the famous the one that's always in like the trailer and stuff. That guy is creepy. But then the little ones are the creepiest. Goddamn little. I mean, it's it's borderline just stupid. It's it's the, the married <laughs> children. It's the married children ones, but there's just enough, and you don't see enough that I my imagination starts going wild, and I fucking hate it. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really they're really not that scary, but it's just enough that backlighting is enough to kind of freak me out, and I didn't like it. But I did like it at the same time. I guess is what I'm saying. It scares me. And I guess it's good. <laughs> I gotta imagine that the first tall one. That ship wasn't built <laughs> for his frame because he has to awkwardly yeah. go under the thing and then crawl out. So I think he was just hitching a ride or he was like an important alien scientist or something on this journey. It's like, oh, man, I hate going on this ship. I can never get out. <laughs> My back's always tweaked. <laughs> uh, but the rest of them seemed like the right size for the entrance well, and exit of the there's ship. There's two awkward ones, right? There's like the spider looking one. Then there's the tall one that stretches and then no, all the that's little the, ones. That's the same one. Is it? Yeah, the spider-looking one. You you see him like kind of go down the ramp, and then it shows the reaction of everybody, and then it goes back to him, and he's standing up with his very spindly, daddy long leg arms, like going, "Hey, I'm here." Oh, I thought those were two different ones. All right, no, that was the same one. All right, well, think, aliens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alex, number three. My number three is I really like the special effects. Some of the compositing is uh, iffy <laughs> with some of the alien ships. But when it was pitch black and you just saw the neon lights and everything, that was awesome. Uh, the big alien ship with the with the rainbow light streaking to, to the music was fantastic. Oh, the clouds, the clouds moving with the alien ships to cover their tracks. 
so that they're uh, camouflaged. Those were amazing. I always like those those cloud effects. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number three. Uh, okay, um, number three. Uh, I I did enjoy the fact that uh, that yes, the the military was was heavily involved, and it would kind of weird if they hadn't been really. But I I really enjoyed that there wasn't a a whole stupid side plot about blowing up the aliens or whatever. There was <laughs> there was yeah. that we you know we as the audience never are are exposed to that. Like it, it seems like a purely scientific endeavor, um, you know, with, with the aid of the military, of course. But um, and I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of refreshing, even though this movie's from 1977. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's made today, cause... there would there would absolutely be some side plot of like, like somebody had orders to like detonate something or like other, Jake and, Busey, and they, and they decide, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Jake Busey, and they they and they and they would have decided that it needed to be done. Uh, by the end of the movie, yeah, it was just like it was, I mean, it, just, it is more realistic that way. It, I guess, I guess, I mean, <laughs> no, there, I mean, as far as there being plans to do something like that, yes, um, but yeah, we we didn't need to see them. Uh, so yeah, New I did like this. This is more of a uh, again more about the the science, uh, the progress, meeting these these new life forms than, than anything else. At least, I'm, at least on that end of things, anyways. Yeah. Um, the other well, half of the movie is about, best... about like a horrible family thing. But anyways, yeah, one of the best lines from Independence Day, probably the most realistic thing, is like one of the newsmaker reports is like, "We're reminding Angelinos to don't shoot at the, do not shoot at the <laughs> alien craft, because yeah. you know that would be a thing." Yeah. Across the whole, oh, that's intergalactic. LA. I mean, not just LA, the whole country would be just yeah. shooting these things. Just intergalactic incident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you may accidentally start an incident. That's funny. An incident. I don't, right. I don't want uh, an incident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My number three is the, we've kind of mentioned it before, is Richard Dreyfus. Um, I won't talk so much about him just being the worst husband slash father in the world. Um, maybe you guys can talk about more about that. But that throwing everything in the house, it just... And it's trying to show the madness he's going through and all this stuff, but my God, it went on forever. And it just, it, it was nothing. And you go in there, like, what is he using all this for? And okay, you put a little, little shrub or a little grass on this model. He's, ah, it was just stupid. And I hated <laughs> everything about it. So like, you're on team uh, Riri Wife, Niri Wife. Yes. <laughs> he just bolted out of that movie like she did. <laughs> Seriously. Like, it was cool with the potatoes and stuff. And he, I mean, it went too far. Like, I, Ugh, God, that's it. And yeah, Dreyfus being like the worst person ever in this movie. It wasn't his fault, but yeah, yeah, kind of is. Alex, number two. My number two is the whole Devil's Tire scene. I really liked it. Ugh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but yeah, it, it felt uh, appropriate for the big, like the big reveal of the aliens and the alien ships and everything. And they the ships kept getting bigger and bigger and uh, more elaborate. <laughs> uh, the, the laser light show is fantastic. I loved it. And then, then the military pulled out a board with a nail. <laughs> yeah. I really like that after a while, Dreyfus just walked down there because nobody gave a shit <laughs> anymore. Yeah. That was great. Uh, um, Who owns... Is this a Universal movie or... 
I can't believe this is not like a little show, a little light show you can see at like an amusement park. Or <laughs> yeah, something. Don't, I, yeah, seriously. This was uh, Columbia. So this is technically okay. Sony? Oh, yeah. Okay. Before This is before Sony Columbia Am- TriStar. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I could just see this being a little fireworks show or some kind it's of like Universal <laughs> Studios. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, where we are? Uh, Scott, number two? two. Number two is that that Roy is kind of an asshole here. So, so yes, the aliens do implant this stuff on him and, and this drive. Um, they, they clearly drove all these other people as well. But it, it seems like the other people handle it better to a degree. Like even so, so the 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 woman, um, Jillian is the name of the character, Melinda. Jillian, Jillian, God damn it! I knew you were gonna. Jillian, say that. played by Melinda Dillon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, like she, she cares enough about what's going on around her and, and her kid to kind of hold it together. Um, mm-hmm. She's and, not ready, and the other people aren't aren't yeah. like willing to jump out of the, the the helicopter without the face masks. They're, they're yeah. you know, they're they're not as driven. Um, so yes, he does. He definitely goes crazy. That whole scene. It, so the as as like weird and and kind of long and boring. That scene of him throwing stuff into the house. That was like textbook manic behavior, where he's like yeah. cheerfully doing all that stuff. Um, but like watching that stuff, it just uncomfortable. <laughs> as and, mm-hmm. and you know, again, a little boring. Um, but you know, he has enough answers by the end of the movie, right? Like at that point, it, it, it's becoming less about what they did to him and more about like what he wants. Um, and you know, and, and then, you know, he kisses the other woman, um, you know, yeah, that makes sense on some level. Cause they, they have this, this connection, um, that nobody else really has, um, mm-hmm. this, this kind of level of intimacy sharing this thing. Um, but it's like he's already forgotten about his wife and kids at that point. Um, you know, where oh, yeah, where, well, like, while he was throwing this stuff away, it's the turning point, yeah, well, where like, he decides to just let him go, yeah, yeah, where like, clearly he, well, I, I mean, I think, I think he's still thinking about that, but like once he gets out there, yeah, he, he just doesn't, he doesn't stop to think about it at all. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just a really shitty thing to do, like it. it so this movie is yeah half about uh you know aliens <laughs> the mm-hmm. the other half though is 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 about obsession and you know what what that does to people uh and yeah that 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 half of things is is very unsatisfying uh you know now there's yeah, this yeah. this woman with three little kids cuz this guy decided eh like I got all the answers I needed but now I need to go with the aliens cuz just cuz I mean, aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the government's probably going to say, sorry, your husband died. Yeah, well, the other one was snapping photos, so who knows what's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jillian was, was snapping photos. So, I don't know. The whole thing just kind of bothered me. There was no real closure there. He just goes off to do this thing, which, again, is, is very much of a, a hardcore sci-fi thing. <laughs> that, that would yeah. happen. So yes, well, it's yeah, it's also Spielberg. He wouldn't want to, and that's a downer to go about the show. Like, forget yeah, about the fact that he left it, you know, you just yeah. see him being happy. He's going on the spaceship. The end. Not like 
cut back to the crying wife. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, just the, the, whole, the whole, again, the whole thing in the middle, yeah, where you really do see it ripping the family apart. And, ugh. Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, so, yeah, the first part, so I'm like, hey, this is cool stuff. Um, even if some of it is a little long. And then, yeah, the whole stuff in the middle with the, the family. This is well, it's a big downer. Maybe, so hear me out here, maybe mm-hmm. she he sends her like a little crystal like uh, device that she puts on her desk and he talks to her. Kind of like that. <laughs> Would you like to you swing, swing on a star? She's going to touch her fingers together. <laughs> what the hell was that? Out of this world? Of this world? Was yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. That was bullshit because they, they showed in the opening trailer or the opening trailer, the opening sequence, whatever, credits, that she's playing softball and she uses her powers to hit the ball. But like... I don't think you could time it to like tap your fingers together and then convincingly swinging it without it looking like you're skipping frames. I'm just saying. <laughs> I thought along. I don't know this. if if she's swinging if she's swinging fast enough, it'll just look like a fast swing. Yeah. I mean, this was still like the '80s, so it's not like mm-hmm. you know everybody had their phones out recording. So everybody's fucking pixelated whenever she froze time. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to this Jillian actress because obviously she's in Christmas Story, she's in Slapshot, and mm-hmm. I didn't know she was in Harry and the Hendersons. Yep. There you wow. go. Wow, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, she was the mom in that. Uh, hmm. She was in. Um, you said Christmas Story, right? Yeah. Yeah, Christmas Story, the Muppet movie. It was uncredited, but she was in it. Mm-hmm. And then later on, she was in like uh, stuff I didn't watch, like uh, Prince of Tides and Magnolia. <laughs> but there you go. All right, yeah. uh, we're on to my number two, I think. And my number yes. two is the the whole the one thing I do take away from this movie is this means something. That whole thing that goes on during the movie, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's a memorable line, and <laughs> basically, sometimes they do something weird, and I just say this means something. And that's it. Yeah. What There's, the hell are you doing, Jeff? This means something. This means something. <laughs> okay, quick, quick story. One time, um, Dustin was over, and we usually we were going, oh, what's what do you want to eat? We couldn't figure out what we eat, so like, let's just go to the grocery store and like we'll make something. And we just two two batches. We just bought chips and a bunch of cheese, and we we're just we want to make batches or nachos, <laughs> right? But he made like I don't think he's ever done this before. He didn't know, and he made this just this giant. <laughs> Like pyramid of nachos and put it in the microwave and it came out and I was like, "What the fuck?" And he, I could tell like he was looking at it. He was a little confused too, and that's when he goes, "This means something." <laughs> <laughs> I was dying because it almost looked like his his mound of potatoes there. That's it. All right, Alex, number one. Number one is the John Williams score is iconic in this movie. It, it almost pretty much makes the movie. Uh, tying everything together, it goes from terrifying to hopeful to to silly to uh, alien language. It's phenomenal. I I did hear like the Jaws theme in there at the end at one point. Yeah, a little bit. The yeah. alien ship. I went, thought I heard dun, it too. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. And those three notes. Oh, I mean the fine notes. The way he came up with those da 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 da, and then the repeat through the movie, it's very catchy. I'm obsessed with this. This means something. I gotta go to Utah. You get two. 
Yeah. And by Utah, you mean Wyoming. Two hot dogs. Yeah. No, Alex, go to Utah. It's all right. Yeah. See ya. Oh, another thing. That's where they have a lot of they have a lot of alcohol and Devil's Tower there. Mm-hmm. So uh, you missed one thing that Melinda Dillon was in, uh, and that was uh, Captain America. I saw that, Mrs. Rogers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't know what that what? is. What? Yeah. <laughs> like Wait, the recent version. one? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. It's the, it's got a, that one's got a hell of a cast. Bill Mummy, <laughs> Michael Nori, uh, Darren McGavin, going back to the Christmas story again. It's the end. Uh, mm. Ronnie Cox, old Iron Bud himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, number one. <laughs> so number one is is the concept here. I, I love the concept that, uh, you know, I, I kind of mentioned it before about the that it was more about making contact and, and kind of the, the science and figuring it out, but more so that it, at the end it was, it was music that, that was used to communicate, um, you know, something, mm-hmm. you know, more, no, no pun intended universal uh, to, to get across some kind of, of message or, or, or emotion to, to another being, that you know maybe, maybe is incapable of of any kind of vocalization um you know i, I was thinking about this mm-hmm. the you know, beyond just the the auditory stuff uh you know there, there's all kinds of vibration involved um so it works on a couple different levels uh, for that and and in this case yeah there's the big light show <laughs> also uh, to to kind of make things easier uh but um, yeah, again, I, I really like that idea that uh, that that in the end it was it was music, and that uh, you know we were bright enough as as a as a race to to recognize that and, and throw up some speakers <laughs> mm-hmm. and some lights and, and mm-hmm. give it a go. Uh, so yeah, yeah but again, I, I I like that that whole concept. Very cool. I agree. Um, it's very hopeful and probably never going to happen, but yeah, <laughs> uh, because aliens definitely are here and I'm pretty sure we just shoot at them every time they come. I, what? so just to digress, I don't think they're even here. So yeah. to, to, there's to, like no way to, to digress is banned to digress real quick. Uh, as a kid, I'd read those choose your own adventure books. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you guys did too. A lot of people listening, I'm sure it did. And one of them. Like it was weird, because uh, like it, it was kind of like sneaky propaganda. But uh, one of them was, yeah, aliens come to Earth, and you go with them, and then you basically decide where you're gonna land because uh, they haven't really made first contact yet with with like any government, anyways. So you got to decide: are you gonna land in China or land in the United States? So I'm like, well, I'm in America. I'm gonna land in the United States. And and you basically get nuked, but but if you if you <laughs> yeah. land in China, like they throw you a parade. <laughs> I I had to wonder who actually wrote this book that I was reading. Um, mm-hmm. I, I might secretly be a communist and not know about it, uh, but uh, Still I, was, I always thought that was funny. That uh, I mean, yes, it is it is wholly realistic <laughs> that it would get nuked uh, if they landed in America. But yeah, it was just funny that the, of the two choices, yeah, that China was was all. <laughs> it was all bubble gum and, and lollipops. 
So when you read those books as a kid, did you cheat and like keep your keep your thumb in the right spot and come back? I and, don't, oh, I don't like, remember what I did. I, I did whatever the equivalent is of, of, of save scumming. So yeah, yeah, I was I was <laughs> I was not satisfied with the American ending. So I went back and then, uh, yep. j- jumped over to China. Uh, just like Army of Darkness. There you go. Yeah, I said the words. <laughs> All right, well, my number one uh, is like the, I, I say opening scenes, it's not really opening scenes, the, the first encounter scenes when the, the toys start coming to life and the light through the door and <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. I thought just, that, that's very Spielberg-esque to me. Half, half that, the toys that kid really had were it. fucking creepy, by the way. Yeah, monkey shine, first of all. Yes. Well, first, also, first of all, this is pre-Star Wars, so none of the kids in his movies can have yeah, Star Wars action figures. There's the uh, Frankenstein. There's yeah, it's a, all pre-action, <laughs> pre-Star Wars stuff, so that was, that's interesting. But yeah, the goddamn monkey with the chimes is creepy as hell. Um, although he'll top that in uh, Exorcist later on. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, I just that, that's just very Spielberg, that all this, this, the creepy stuff happened throughout the house, the sounds, the noises, the lights, and and then going on to the, you mentioned the uh, the lights chasing Dreyfus. And, you know, when you think it's a car trying to pass him, he tells it to go around and it goes above. All that stuff. That's very cool. That's the that's the dorsal fin, right? That's not showing what's going on, just hints of it, like with the shark and Jaws. And so all that I liked. But then mm-hmm. for me, You're it goes the- <laughs> downhill quick after, quick after that. You're in the middle of the road, jackass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, Yeah. Do you know where so and so is? Turkey. Turkey. <laughs> so, what was his job? Did you guys catch it? Like, I know he worked for like the power company, right? Like, he was an engineer. Uh, yeah, probably. He had so, stairs on his truck. Why? Why did he get fired? By the way. Uh, maybe he just didn't show up, and he was just obsessed with this thing. Okay. I forgot. I wasn't paying attention. I mean, yeah, that that explains it. But it seems like he gets fired like immediately. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, maybe because he didn't do the job and he was alien hunting, storm chasing yeah. that night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys ready to rate it? Yes. All right. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven, one being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. Alex, what do you give this movie? I'm going to give this movie a five. I, I love the score. And the special effects. It is long, <laughs> so it takes a watch. So I'm not, you know, dying to watch it again. But it's a good film. It's a solid film. Okay. Scott. Oh. Hello. Oh, I thought you said yeah. Oh, you saying, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll give it a five. Um, like, the stuff I liked about this, I really liked. Um... The stuff I didn't, you know, we already went over. Uh, but yeah, there, there's some there's some really solid stuff here. Um, this would be a, a low five if that makes any sense. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think this is is worth a watch for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I gave it a three. I really did not. This is the wow. third, fourth time I tried to watch it, and I just have to say I don't like it. I don't need to watch it ever again. Um, there are stuff I like, so I don't hate it. Um, and maybe if I was feeling a little less tired, maybe I'd give it a four or something. But no, as of right now, it's a three. 
Maybe we do our 800th episode and we go back and look. Maybe this will change. But for right now, Cheers, it's a three. All right. All right. And with that, it's time for our crossover topic, which is what, Alex? Our top five instances of uh, people playing with food. There it is. It means I guess we, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> this, but yeah, there's a scene mm-hmm. where he plays with his mashed potatoes. Or whatever he's got in his plate. Yeah. Potatoes. <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't stick his dick in him. Because it's not that kind of party, but he does play with it. Whoa. All right. So what's your number five? Uh, My number five is from UHF. And yes, in that movie, they do spoof the scene with the mashed potatoes. Uh, But I'm going to nominate the scene where where he's talking to um, uh, David Bowe and he's throwing grapes. And that's a talent that David Bowe really has. He can catch like a grape no matter where you throw it at him. Like with his hands? In In his mouth. Oh. My bad. Okay. Yeah, Weird Al just kept throwing grapes and he kept catching them and eating them. Okay. There it is. All right. Scott, number five. Okay. So number five is actually from Scrubs. Uh, it was a throwaway cold open scene uh, where um, I forget the setup exactly, but, but JD leaves Turk back to their apartment and then it, all of a sudden, cuts back to Turk, and they when he left him, he, he had a bag of bugles, and he comes back and he's got a bugle on each finger like he's a witch, and they do a close <laughs> up, and then he does like a witch laugh, and like there's like lightning in the background, and it's it's hilarious because it's it's very difficult not to not want to do that with bugles, not necessarily the witch thing, yeah. but like put them on yeah. your fingers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. bugles. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah, that's my number five. Scrubs Bugles. <laughs> All right. Um, I had to include one food fight uh, thing on here, and that would be from Hook. You know, in Spielberg movies. Oh, yeah. I want to do that, where they're like, they're play fighting, pretending they have this big meal and throwing it at each other, and then... Yeah, that's good. Little little splash on the face, and it turns into... Well, it turns into, into what it turns into. Yeah, whole feast. Yeah. So the hook food fight from Spielberg. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is speaking of Jillian, uh, Christmas story when they're trying to get the little brother to eat. Yeah, it's like just open his mouth and I'll shove it in. Then the mom's like, "What do Piggy say?" <laughs> wink, wink, and then he just puts his face like in a trough and everything. Yeah. Show me how piggies eat, mommy's little piggy. <laughs> And then the 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 great award comes through the door, and he still got mashed potatoes and meatloaf all over his face. It was great. Yeah. This is my number three. I'll just add when the, the dad is like, he's like he's reading the newspaper, and he looks over the look on his face, like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? Yeah. Oh my god! And I also don't is that is that the same seat dinner scene or the other scene where he's the little boy's hiding under the sink. And so when it's time for dinner, uh, she that, opens the door and he comes out. And he just looks at it and he's like, he wants to ask a question. He's like, oh, whatever. I don't even want to know. <laughs> uh, that's a different one after the Scott Farkas. It's after the fight, fight right? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Daddy's going to kill <laughs> Ralphie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Scott, number four. All right. Uh, number four is uh, from Willy Wong and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, there's, there's quite a few food seats in this, but... Specifically, they do play around with the fizzy lifting drinks. Uh, not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Not supposed to. Oh, yes. yeah. And then uh, the whole thing had to be Illegal. clean and sterilized. And 
Mm-hmm. Uh, good days. Some, yes, there's some bidding of good days. Uh, <laughs> he broke the the contract. Uh, crystal clear. Um, habeas corpus. So etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. <laughs> good day. Fizzy lifting drinks. Very nice. We want to talk about you. Okay, my number four is technically not play playing with the food, but nobody eats food like this. It's actually um, it's gonna go with uh, Denethor for Return of the King. <laughs> I will accept this. <laughs> eating cherry tomatoes like an animal. Damn Squirting them everywhere. <laughs> As his son rides to, to basically his doom in a, a battle, there's no way they can win. And mm-hmm. uh, was it Mara Pippin sings a song? But <laughs> just the way he's eating this goddamn cherry tomatoes. I know. <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> That's the mark of a great movie. There's lightning teeth and Jedi. There's the cherry tomatoes <laughs> in the rings. <laughs> it might be the most disturbing scene of the entire trilogy. <laughs> yeah. And the orcs ate one of themselves. They cannibalized the guy. (laughs) And that was still better than the cherry tomatoes. Yeah. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. All right. Mm -hmm. Alex, number three. My number three is from Tommy Boy. When he finally lets loose at that restaurant and he convinces the waitress to uh, turn on the burners again to get some wingies. But when when does he play with this food? With the little muffins that he has, is like, oh, he treats a sail like a little oh, thing and he wants right. to hug it. And, oh! That's right. <laughs> that's a good one. I like it. All right. Uh, Scott, number three. Okay. Uh, Sweater three is from Animal House. So there's a, there's a few scenes in here. So there ah, is, there's number a, two. There is a food fight, which I'm not even talking about here. Um, but in that same sequence, I think, I don't, I don't remember if it's the same sequence as the food fight. But he puts the mashed potatoes in his mouth and, yeah. and does the the pimple impression. Yeah, that's it. But that's it. but that's not my favorite one. My uh, favorite one is later in the movie, where also John Belushi um, is just sitting around and he's bored, and he just dumps a bunch of mustard on himself for no reason, <laughs> <laughs> just because he's bored. Yeah, yep, but, it counts as food. Yep. So uh, Animal House. Nice. All right, uh, my number three is Christmas Story, so we already talked about that. So, Alex, number two. Number two, it's also Animal House, but the zit scene. He's like, try and guess what I am now. (laughs) (laughs) He puts it in a splat. I'm a zit. Get it? All right, Scott, number two. Uh, Number two, um, somebody mentioned at the beginning of this about sticking your dick in something. Uh, So, my Uh, number two uh, is American Pie. So, not technically playing... But yeah, he uh, yeah, he's playing with himself. Playing with himself, yeah. So, uh, yeah. the old pie uh, fornication. <laughs> pie fucker. Uh, pie fucker. Yeah. Fornicator. Uh, <laughs> American pie, Jason Biggs. Yeah. All right, well, that's good. my number two as well. American pie, pie fucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Alex, number one. My number one is also from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but this one is when they go to the main, the first area in the garden and it has the, the, the gummy bears and he picks the flower and he, he drinks the tea nectar out of the candy flower and eats it, the, the chocolate waterfall and everything. That was great. That is, that is ah, what a great, great scene. scene. Oh, I don't know how much playing is going on, but I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, they're, the kids are all playing. The, they're the Ooter all, they're all running around and jumped in the, in the chocolate fountain. Yeah, the Ooter. They're playing with him. <laughs> full of chocolate. Oh, yeah. He was. He got piped right through there. Drink that river of chocolate. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Scott, number one. Number one is, is Hook. Uh, full on oh, food wow. fight. Nice. But probably the yeah. most epic food fight. Movie dim. Mostly because it wasn't okay. food. It was all just like multicolored mashed potatoes, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my number one is from the opening scene or one of the opening scenes of Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he makes his pancakes and eggs ah. and bacon as a face. And then he feeds Mr. T's cereal to his pancake. <laughs> uh, pretty the fool who don't like my cereal. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. I've always wanted to do that. I think that's going to be one of my few bucket list items that I'll be able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Just make some pancakes with bacon lips and uh, pour some, well, I guess, Mr. T cereal, Captain Crunch, something I like thought, that. I thought you were going to yeah, say make that. a Rube Goldberg breakfast machine. <laughs> that's way yeah, too yeah. complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's my number one. Uh, I had a couple honorable mentions. Did you guys have any? Uh, Blazing Saddles, Food Fight. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah, and the bean—it's not. It doesn't, they're, I guess they're not playing with the food with pies. the beans, but yeah, yeah. Get your pies with the great pie, pie fight. fight. <laughs> so I had what movie we did not too long ago, forgetting Sarah Marshall when he's just like playing with the the garnishes on his drink. No, no, that's right, guy. <laughs> he pulls <laughs> the a banana, banana out. And, I'm Samantha. Oh, sucks to anybody. <laughs> and then Elf, when he's always like, just he's not really playing with this food, but just adding sugar and gummy bear, whatever he's doing. <laughs> Maple is. syrup to the spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. Well, that's it. It's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So apparently, there's a major league baseball MLB. To those in the know, uh, yeah. a lockout that began that began last month, December first. Yeah. Um, so, if people want to like stay in shape and train, can they not get in there because it's literally locked out? Yep. Like not have a key. They can't they ask can't, the janitor. They like, can't hey, use any MLB facilities. Okay. Not even to go. Like, not even like to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> can't use the porta potties nope. if they're walking by. Nope. Man, I, mean, I gotta take a shit. They can. We're crossing yeah, the yeah. scabs at that point. Yeah, lockout. Hey. Well, no, they're not on strike, so no, it's oh, not right. scabs. They're, they're being locked out. So MLB say well, you guys can't it's play. Just, we can't. Locker. We're not have a season. So yeah, they can't go in use a locker room, bathrooms, the field. No, they can't do any of that. Oh, I left my wallet in there. <laughs> They may yeah, let you go in and get your wallet, but um, <laughs> how you went the whole off season without your wallet and just now yeah, needed, yeah. I don't know. What but, the yeah. yeah. Like Alex is. From all of his sports ball playing. Mm-hmm. All right. It's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was yeah. Okay. So actually, I was talking with Jeff off air about this. Uh, or, yeah. It, well, multiple people, but Jeff, you said you'd finished Hawkeye or no? I think you said you actually had. I did not. Okay, you didn't finish it. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, and then Alex, you haven't either. No, I did. Oh, you did. Okay. Uh, yeah, Hawkeye's great. So yeah, I won't, won't say too much about it. Um, 
but yeah, you guys could talk about it. It's fine. I've I've had my chance. Well, I'm not. I mean, without without going to spoilers, <laughs> just just overall, just to say I enjoyed it. Um, you know, without, without spoiling anything. Um, it, it one of the things that I always, that I always point out as, as being nice is is when these superhero movies do, or or TV shows don't have the like galactic global implications. Um, Hawkeye mm-hmm. of of the four MCU shows that that aired this year. Um, this was the only one that was just was pretty street level. Um, yeah, just New York. Yeah, just New York crime. Um, you know, there wasn't any like incredibly superpowered beings or or messing with timelines uh, or or like global terrorists being dealt with here. Um, yeah, it, it was it was fun. Um, it, it was it was light. Uh, it was a nice companion piece for over the holidays with all the Christmas themed stuff going on in it. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I look forward to, to seeing, to seeing what they do next. If, if they do a second season of it or not. Um, yeah. Kate Bishop, new Hawkeye. Yeah. Scott, are you over the fact that it's, that you were misled and it's about her and not him? Uh, <laughs> Was there enough Hawkeye for you in the series? Uh, <laughs> I mean, mostly it's yeah i mean it, it revolves it's mostly about mostly. hawkeye mostly. mostly mostly uh i don't know like i i get they're setting her up um they set up another character as well which we're gonna go into here uh mm-hmm. but that, that's something i definitely want to talk about once once jeff is uh finished up i already mm-hmm. know who it is you guys can talk yeah, so that they set up another character echo um and uh yeah super super cool character mm-hmm. um just in in real life she's uh, <laughs> like a a super cool person uh so uh, look forward to seeing uh, the echo series get rolling here i think i think yeah. they started filming early this year um so maybe that's something we'll see at the end of the year i, I, I don't know is it about a dolphin that collects coins it is originally it was it was, it was gonna be uh seamen um which is a completely different game but it, yeah they, they decided to go i with think the, that movie's out with this several several sequels oh, yeah. that movie were out too uh yeah all the same plot though well i mean they 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 had a lot of um, ideas for the story but they kind of blew their load with the first one wow Scott <laughs> yeah. you went a little too aggressive there no way yeah. that's what she said no anyway. anyways my, my mic's acting up so Alex anything you want to talk about I'll get back to uh, you yeah I finished the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game and it was a lot of fun um, there was a lot of banter but I didn't mind it I actually thought it was pretty good writing and it, and it was if you liked all the over-talking and everything in the Guardians movies, then it's kind of the same here, but in video game form. Uh, everybody's always... It, it's pretty well written where if you're just out exploring everything, people like somebody usually rocket goes, what the hell are you doing, Quill? Where are you going? It's like, it's called exploring, all right? I just want to get a lay of the land over here. Like shit like that. Uh, I like that it, it's definitely inspired by the movies it's got so it, it the sense of humor and everything is kind of in the same vein but it's different enough that you know you know it's it's a different universe and everything um i really like that there's no like peter quill gamora romance so that that's a good separation between the movies and the game and probably the comic books and everything uh, i don't know if they ever get together in the comic books but 
it's good. I recommend it. Oh, cool. Uh, Combat's right. really cool too. Um, anything else? Uh, no. All right. Uh, so Book of Boba Fett. If we're going to talk about that, I'll save that for Jeff. But uh, Ooh. the I I did play one game uh, over the break, uh, Slay the Spire, uh, which is a roguelike deck builder. <laughs> it's on multiple systems. Mm-hmm. I was playing it on my Switch. Uh, I recommend it. It was, it was a lot of fun. It's it's fucking hard. <laughs> I died a lot. Well, died again. Game over a lot, which is kind of the point of the game, though. Like mm-hmm. depending on how much RNG and and your seating and all that. Uh, things get pretty tough pretty quick, um, but if you complete a mm-hmm. run through, it's it's pretty satisfying. Um, so, yep. Um, on to Jeff. Uh, I think uh, before we, if if we do talk about Book of Boba, uh, mm-hmm. so I have not watched it yet. Um, I, I I was telling people that I did see a bit of CGI that has me worried. <laughs> I did see one scene where the CGI wasn't great. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, Jeff, what'd you want to go over? <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we talk about anything about Boba Fett, um, I did, I saw a few things now I can't remember it, but the one thing I, this is kind of weird, not really for this show, but I watched, uh, part of the show, hip hop evolution. You guys ever watch this on Netflix? No. It's like, it's like a, it's a series been going on for a while, but if you're into hip hop, which I'm really not. But I just like musical music documentaries in general. Um, it was pretty cool. And like the stuff that we grew up with, you know, the 80s and the 90s and the, from the first stuff to then to later on with the gangster rap. With NWA and then Biggie and Tupac and What's Eminem Saeed? and Snoop and all that. <laughs> yeah. That, all those beefs and just the different stuff. Uh, it's, if you're into that stuff, any kind of music stuff, watch it. It's a, I'm, I'm totally a middle aged white guy watching this show. I'm like, hey. Did you know that Biggie and Tupac were friends at one point? I didn't know this. Do, like, do they? Do they ever talk about how? Uh, um, how Wu Tang Clan ate nothing? Ate nothing but fuck yes. Uh, so it's not. I don't oh, okay. know. If it's all the members of NWA. At least the members of West Side Connection had beef with uh, Cypress Hill for some reason. I did not. They didn't get. I can't you know get that Cypress that yet, Hill is, is hip hop necessarily, but anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, just the. I always like a good. I'm always liking a good uh, music documentary. So did that. I also bigger fan of sports documentaries. Uh, as much as I don't like the guy, I've been watching the the Tom Brady Man in the Arena documentary. Watch if you like sports, watch it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some other stuff I can't think of. But yeah, Book of Bubba Fett has been my main thing. Uh, we won't go into spoilers here because since Scott hasn't watched it. Um, we may do a Patreon episode. I'm just so busy. I don't know if I have a time time to do it. So, Scott, better yeah. catch up because we will start doing it on here. Yeah. I'll give you that warning uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, I guess. Or you can drop off. It's a drop off. <laughs> just bail. Yeah, but uh, I am enjoying it. Um, I don't know if it's as good as Mandalorian yet, but I get, I'll let the story evolve. Um, yeah. I, I would just, to defend, you know, people, you know, the mysterious, you know, they're... they're Boba Fett was cool because he was a mystery and all that shit. I'm like, yeah, he was. And then episode two came out and that that shit was done in 2003 or 2002, whatever that movie came out when he was a little clone boy, right? Like, duh, the mystery, yeah, the mystery of Boba Fett has <laughs> disappeared a long time ago. And I, for one, want to see more than just, yeah, duh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to know more about it. 
And this has helped fill that in. So some questions us big nerds have been asking, wondering about a long time, have mm-hmm. are getting answered. And new stuff. They're you know, they're uh doing it. The 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 one thing, I mean, it's not really a spoiler, the episodes are kind of done in, in present day and flashback, which I really I do like. Mm-hmm. Um I do like that format. And uh it kind of reminds me of with one of those games where you go back and tie your assassin, Assassin's Creed. What's that machine that he gets in? Oh, the Animus? Yeah, it's kind of like, it's a back to take, but it's almost like an Animus <laughs> thing where he goes in. They yeah. kind of remind me of that. Um, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, Alex and I were talking. He liked the second episode more than I did. I, I got a little bored with it, but I still, I'm still enjoying it. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll talk into more details starting next week. So Yeah, that scene where he goes nuts and he's pouring sand into his tent for like forever and his wife leaves him. That was, that was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And then, yeah. yeah. His aunt and uncle got killed by stormtroopers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. But, uh, yeah, watch it. It's not the best show out there, but it's 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 it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I like it. Recommend. I mean, compared to the, the movies, the last six movies we've had, eight movies we've had. <laughs> yeah. Minus Rogue One. I do like Rogue One. Uh, uh, still, the one well, slight... Spoiler, there's no Boshek yet. I'm still waiting for Boshek to show up. Is there a Max there Re- is no Max, Is there a Max Rebo? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, maybe. Yes. <laughs> somehow, I'll uh, spoil ruin the mystery, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And somehow he was on Jabba's Bard, so I have no idea how he's still alive, but whatever. Well, everybody's. Have <laughs> you ever listened to uh, I know. the Star Wars in character? You know, everybody survived <laughs> except for Jabba. That's because he was choked out first, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, there are some cameos, him being one of them. So sorry, Scott, that got spoiled. Damn it. But, uh, mm-hmm. You don't know if um, Droopy McCool is still alive. So there yeah. you go. Uh, but yeah, there's some nice. It's it's watch it, Scott, so we can talk about it. It's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I know I'm missing some stuff that I've watched and I want to talk about, but. Have you guys all seen Spider-Man yet? Can we talk about that or no? I have seen Spider-Man. I feel like uh, I, I don't get Alex seen it yet. Okay. Then we won't talk about I it. I mean, I guess leaders. Jeff and I recommended Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm actually, I never saw the Eternals and I heard that's coming out on Disney Plus this month. So that'll uh, be Yeah, fun. Wednesday. Yeah, I, I okay. enjoyed, like I said before, I, I enjoyed Eternals, but probably more than other people. So... Take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, that's it. So unless you guys have anything else to say, we're done. We're good. And we're done. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> this means something. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.